to episode two of We the Pod, the podcast about the show We the Fans. Sarah Spain, Tom Waddle, and Bill Barnwell with you. Guys, a pretty involved uh, three and four episodes that we just watched. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start with my initial reaction, which was I was very confused by Siobhan throughout this. Because <laughs> she doesn't want to be married. Well, she doesn't <laughs> seem like she wants to be married. She said she doesn't like attention, but she's on a reality show. And then she said she's very PG and drank out of a large mm. beer bong shaped like genitals. Everything is not making we sense. We can't be sure. It right. was mosaic out. It could have been anything. But I think it's fair to assume that that was the case. Well, right. Sarah, you're telling us a lot about yourself <laughs> indirectly if you if that's the conclusion you were jumping to. Well, I just I, as someone who recently got married, this sure. has been running through my mind as I'm watching this dynamic. And I understand that. All couples are different. I certainly know couples that are like Mike and Siobhan, Mm -hmm. where one is really into sports and one isn't. But it's just odd for her to be so adamant about how important this wedding is to her, and she doesn't want everyone watching the Cubs, but then basically look like she didn't want to be there. Not just right before when she was swearing out of nerves, (laughs) but even on the altar, as they introduced them as man and wife, she looked like she wanted to be anywhere but there. I I was not impressed by the kiss either. Now, it was mealy mouth. Yes. It was brief. Yes. I will, it was I will, sad. Yeah, I will also say that when the wedding was over, after the Cubs won, of course, after the wedding, Mike was like, oh, this was the greatest day of my life. And yeah. Siobhan was like, yep, just happy we got through it, happy to move on. Yeah, she literally said um, something like the equivalent of that. Like, I'm just glad we can put this behind yeah, us Yeah, she said now. it was exhausting and it was good to put the day behind them. Like, like basically, she had lost to the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's quite the comparison. Nobody loses to the Jaguars, right. especially when the Jaguars are on the road. Yeah, well, so that's very true, though. Like, it was such an interesting dynamic that he was like, the only way this day could be better is if I'd won the lottery or something. And she mm-hmm. was like, it was really exhausting. Okay. I'm glad we put it behind us. Now, now yeah. we've had a little bit of fun at their expense, but I would say this, as the amateur psychologist, um, we don't know the dynamic of their relationship, and all of sure. our relationships are different and individual. So while I did laugh a little bit at the, to- at the time and, and think, boy, this doesn't seem like this is... A joyful occasion. This is, yeah. <laughs> but we just don't know their overall personalities and how they handle every day. I thought she was the perfect example of somebody who, yes, she's on a, on a reality TV show, but she has, it looks to me, some some decent social anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I do think it matters that when she said, I don't like a lot of attention. Yeah. That that tells us a lot about who we're watching. Right. That even though she said yes to this, it was probably because Mike really wanted to do it. Because mm-hmm. he's such a diehard Bears fan. He coerced her into doing it. And now she's uncomfortable. And maybe even was slightly uncomfortable at her wedding because there were yeah. cameras and people that she didn't know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I don't want to dog them. I'm just, as an observer... It was interesting to watch. It didn't feel... How do you think your wedding with Brad would have been any different if, in fact, a reality television show was was taking place concurrently? Other than me always looking for where the camera is to make sure that <laughs> yeah, I was they... just milking it. Yeah. Um, pretty much the same, considering that we drank 40s and performed Shoop with a 80s and 90s hip-hop cover band wearing gold chains. <laughs> I don't think our wedding was... I think our wedding would have been really great, actually, for a reality TV show. Right. It, yeah. There's a lot of energy. You would know if you had come. Right. I mean, you were That's invited, true. That's and you true. did not. I was. I was invited. I was out of town. Well, thank you missed you for a great the party. It was a joyful occasion. <laughs> um, but Siobhan, I mean, it seems like she really, 
she really wants to sort of subjugate herself and really support Mike, which is a, a good partner thing to do. But it seems like there should be a back and forth. And when she's talking about the wedding and she's like, yeah, I wanted to have a courthouse wedding and a party. And Mike just straight up says like, yeah, I wasn't listening when she yeah. said that. It's yeah. Like, you're making this like, like you want it to be your day and it should be your day. Like you should have an equal say in it. But it felt like she got all the worst parts. Like she didn't get to plan the wedding, but she had to prepare for it. Like it just seemed like it was not a fun experience for her. Yeah, what's interesting is there's obviously something that ties them together. And I'm sure because this is a reality show, there's aspects of it where they're playing up, right? You know, we want you to sound like you disagree on this, so let's get how mad you are about whatever. But there is something to be said still for the idea that it feels as though she's making a bunch of concessions for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sitting at home and, and wrapping this stuff while you're at the Blackhawks game. I'm having trouble sleeping while you're yelling about the Cubs game, blah, blah, blah. But on that same token, it feels like he is a guy who also makes a lot of concessions for her. He well, feels, he's the one that wanted the big wedding. Well, I, exactly. Yeah. So that's, for her, right. not for him. No, but she said she didn't want a big wedding. Right. He just wasn't listening, right? It was like right. he thought he was doing it for her. Because he didn't really listen to what she wanted, which he seems to me like extremely social, very outgoing, like happy about everything. Everything makes him super happy, like incredibly joyful, especially sports. She seems to me as someone who's just more reserved about everything. Even her bachelorette party was kind of... Tame? Yes, that's a good word. Except the funneling drinking beer out of the funnel that was... right. Mosaic doubt, but yeah. we can all come to our own conclusions <laughs> as to what the uh, what was going on. Right, Look, I think that's what makes the world go around. Not everybody is exactly the same. Of course. I'm, so, um, you know, I, I, I had again, I had a couple of laughs thinking, "Wow, it doesn't look like she really wants to be." But for whatever reason, it works for them, which is right. cool. Right. I just wonder. I just wonder why it works for them. Like, I want to see the side of it where they are happy and working together. Like, I want to see what the parts where they feel like they're on the same page. I know that's not really for the purview of the show because this is a show about sports and she doesn't like sports. But I just want to see like when are they happy? When are they like like joyous together? Because there's photos of them being happy together. I just want to figure out when that actually takes place. Well, Sarah, you could speak to this as well. I know. I mean, listen, I got married. It was our 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 mar- our wedding videos black and white because it was so <laughs> long ago. But it was a really stressful time for my wife at that time, and to think that while planning this wedding that she was also going to be the subject of a reality TV mm-hmm. show, um, I can understand why there was right. a lack of comfort. When when she sits down and they do the interviews, she seems to always have a smile on her face. She seems to be engaged. She seems to be a different person. So mm-hmm. I think in some ways we maybe just we're catching her at, at the really wrong time, time because yeah. of what all is going on with her. Well, and also I I... I'm a gigantic Cubs fan. Like the Cubs mm-hmm. World Series was a massive part of our lives. My husband and I, we had a, we went to every single World Series game. Our wedding cake was Wrigley Field. Um, and yet, if it had been game six during the wedding, that would have been tough for me as big of a fan as I am because you only get that one night, right? You have right. months and months of planning. You have that limited amount of time to have everybody you love in one room, and you want to spend time with them. Unless and you, you get to... remarried at some other point, right, and then exactly. you have another opportunity. Right, or yeah. we might be like Steele and Heidi Klum, and we might just renew our vows every year in an elaborate, expensive ceremony. I wouldn't put it past us. Okay. We're already planning number two. But... Um, that being said, you do only have such a short amount of time, and the focus is supposed to be your marriage and your love and all the people that you love being there. And a little bit of the very last, like when he when he was like, I'm going to go watch the last couple outs, I was like, okay, that's cool. Sure. But a whole wedding's worth of that 
would have been tough for me, and that's coming from a gigantic fan. So as someone who doesn't give a lick about the Cubs, I think she handled it really well. Yeah. And he didn't, to be fair, he did, like like he said, I'm going to go do this. And then when he was talking to the camera, he's like, yeah, I got the head nod from her saying it was okay. It wasn't right. like he asked for permission. He was like, I'm going to go do this, <laughs> and then kind of walked away. And I think she just tolerated it because he had been reasonably okay for the first eight innings of the game. Was anybody else shocked to see Jerry Springer show up? Okay, yeah. so that's what I was going to say. What was interesting to me was it felt like in the initial episode, the Mike Ditka and the Mongo vignettes mm-hmm. felt very organic and authentic. They were telling you about the people of Chicago and right. the Bears yeah, and their fans. for sure. Jerry Springer was out of left field, and so was <laughs> Dr. Drew. And I don't feel like – I feel like their analysis of these couples should have had one of those warnings on the bottom, like – like these patients have not been treated by this doctor, right? Like they, they're just becoming, they're as, as lacking in knowledge as we are, as we're trying to psychoanalyze these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I honestly, I was kind of happy to see Jerry Springer was still with us. I was yes. not entirely sure. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I just felt like there was not a lot added there. Um, it was interesting to see them, but yeah, I just felt like, you know, I would have rather had seen more time on maybe the other people on the show or more on, like I said, maybe the happy part of Mike and Javon's relationship versus those those cameos myself. I was excited to see, though, that the beer vendor, who's also the narrator, we finally got a, at least a little more of a glimpse of who he is. Right. Not a ton. And I'm hoping that as, you know, this project rolls on, that we'll see and hear more from him. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- that was a nice... Um, Revelation as well. My favorite is Brian. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and listen, with no disrespect meant to Mike and Siobhan and all the other characters, because I find them all appealing in different ways. But you see really kind of the the Bears and sports are a focal point, a huge focal mm-hmm. point in his life. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's heartwarming. And to see how much it means to him is is inspiring. That's where I kind of see the the diehard fan aspect of this whole project. Yeah. And he said in the show, um, you know, at some point when he was younger, he thought about probably having a family, but it's not something I've ever really known. And then he said, sports are the love of my life, which mm-hmm. is both true and beautiful, but also kind of sad. Yeah, you know, right. it feels like he devotes his time to his radio show, to calling the high school football games, to going to the Bears games, to traveling to various sporting events, and then taking care of his mom. And I'm sure there's aspects of his life that he would like to cultivate more. But it does show you that for someone like him who may have trouble either socializing or just may feel limited because of his living situation with his mom, that he can at least find like a great deal of joy in sports. Yeah, I think that's the important thing, right? Like, it's not my place to say, oh, that you should have, you know, a family or not have a family. I don't think it's anyone's decision to say for anyone else. But, you know, for him, I think he has found a life that works for him and a life where he, you know, he enjoys going to Wisconsin and driving to Wisconsin on Saturday to go see games. He enjoys those hours driving to Chicago. Of course, he wishes the Bears were better. I think everyone (laughs) on the show does. Oh, yes. But, I mean, you know, I, I think you have to find a thing that works for you. And I think as much as it might be nice in some other ways for Brian to have a family or, or, or whatnot, um, it's also it's better than, than struggling with something you're not happy with. And so I think the contrast of that to Mike and Siobhan was interesting to me. I also think that Brian in his job is very competent. Like, yeah. you know, when you see him doing sportscasts or you see him doing the high school game, whatever it is he's doing, you know, I kind of thumbs up to, to Brian because – He's engaged. This is something that he is interested in, and he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was – I don't want to say it's heartwarming because I don't want to feel like I'm patronizing him because right. I think he's got a good thing going on that works for him, Yeah, which is great. 
What did you guys make of the actual footage of the Bears that we were forced to watch? Because <laughs> it was interesting when they did those little... It reminded me of the early days of Sex in the City when they used to have the people pop out of, of the of the fourth wall and talk to the camera about whatever. And they mm-hmm. had them talk about Cutler. And it did feel like they were talking about... Um, a bad boyfriend, <laughs> the ones that were like, well, I mean, it's the best we've ever had, which isn't saying much, but I guess I love him. <laughs> what I think that was, I think what we saw was a snapshot of what Bears, the fan base has felt for the last eight years. Yeah. There is 50% of the group that I think in some way, shape, or form will defend Jay Cutler for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. They'll say he statistically is the most accomplished quarterback in the history of this franchise, which is kind of a Sadly low bar. True, yes. Um, yes. That he wasn't surrounded with a ton of talent, whether it be a, a, a less than overwhelming group of, of wide receivers and tight ends or bad protection up front. And there's another side that sees Jay as a guy who couldn't take care of the football, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth to that as well. Sure. We've said on our own radio show forever, I mean, 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now, he'll go down as one of the most, if not the most, polarizing sports figures in Chicago sports history. 50% of the fan base will will see good in Jay, and 50% of the fan base will see bad in Jay. I think that was what represented in some of the comments that you heard from different characters. Mm-hmm. And we also heard uh, our very own Tom Waddle yeah. giving a, an analogy about what it was like for the Bears to lose at home to a team that never wins on the road. And this was one when the, when the, uh, when the game began. There was a lot of hope. Oh, well, this team is terrible. This Bears team yes. is absolutely awful, but... We are going to beat this garbage Jaguars team. It was a football version of Haley's comment. Yes. If well, in fact the Jags well, let's, go let's on the road Well, let's hear what you had that. to say on the show, Tom. Was this your first time on television? Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. Let's Thank hear you. that. You saw football's version of Haley's comment. I told you that. If the Jags came to Soldier Field and won the game, that is basically football's version of Haley's comment because they've only won one road game since 2014 prior to that. Stinky. Stinky poo. Yeah. And it was a game, like, as you followed it, even in the limited number of highlights we saw, I believe they had a 13-zip lead in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was that game was kind of just symbolic of the entire 2016 season. Yeah. I have to be honest. I I mean, I, I watch the Bears as someone who covers the league, but I don't remember week to week what happened in these games. So I'm watching this thinking, oh, yeah, they beat the Jags. No problem. And then they yeah. lost, and I was, like, yeah. genuinely crestfallen, like, oh, no. That's Me, real wait, sad. I, and I agree because, like, I there was a lot going on, especially early on because of the Cubs. Right. So I was sort of half watching the Bears, and I knew they were going to be garbage, so I was, mm-hmm. like, not paying that much attention. I also thought that they won this game. Like, yes. when they were like, there's a lot of hope because it's the Jaguars. I was like, oh, yeah, I think this was one of their three wins. The best thing that happened for the 2016. Chicago Bears was the 2016 Chicago Cubs. Yes. Because it took the majority of the fan attention away from the horrible football season and it focused it strictly on what was going on on the north side. I mean, again, they they provided tremendous cover Mm -hmm. for this Bears franchise. Well, it feels like that happens a lot in Chicago. Those years when the Blackhawks were playing deep into June Mm -hmm. were when the Cubs and White Sox were both terrible. So then once you got all the way into June, you'd kind of ignored a lot of baseball, and then you didn't have long to wait before training camp, which is Mm -hmm. always exciting. Even when the Bears are bad, you still just get excited about the NFL season. And then this time the Cubs were helping out the Bears, taking a big chunk of their season out where we didn't really have to focus on them. Right now in Chicago, it's interesting. The Bulls are the only ones winning. I don't know how that's yeah, happening. That's hard to <laughs> very, very, very weird. Um, so we mentioned the Dr. Drew and the Jerry Springer, which were both a little weird. I understand what they're trying to do there. They're trying to bring these sort of 
Chicago or these outside voices uh, to analyze the characters. What do you make of what we've seen from Mike and Siobhan on the show and how we feel like maybe there's more to them than what we're getting? We're getting, you know, the drama. And then you look at uh, Danielle and Terrence, and this show seems to show them loving and into each other. And her other reality, yeah, yeah, her other reality show is all about the drama, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's almost like we're getting the reality show that's about the other reality show, and this one is just showing you how that other reality show is building up massive drama. Yeah, I mean, it subtly builds credibility for we the fans, where right. it's like, well, this is this is the real situation. This isn't the <laughs> fake one. And like, there is definitely some like to any reality show. Like, I cover The Bachelor, and there's some reality to it, and a lot of fakeness, and a lot of just totally manufactured drama. And I mean, I I don't. I'm guessing Danielle, for example, the plot of this episode, or the, these episodes where Danielle would wear bears yes. gear to the tailgate, and like she's wearing bulls gear. It's I, I find it hard to believe she has no bears gear in right. her wardrobe, but um. You know, do I believe that they genuinely have a better relationship than it shows, or at least from the clips showed uh, from Black Ink Crew Chicago? Yeah, I do think that they have a more realistic, genuine relationship, and they're not just creating drama. And I think that was, I found that really interesting, like like to sort of see that hit home and like see, oh, my parents have to watch this show about, you mm-hmm. know, our relationship. And like, I wouldn't want my parents to watch a show about me and my dating life, or I'm assuming you guys feel the same way. Well, the yeah. other day, my dad said he was at a closing killing time, and he Googled me and found a clip on the Levitard where I was talking about good boning music. So, yeah, I would say there are times when you think maybe your parents don't need to be watching or listening yeah, to you. Yeah, I've got uh, four daughters, 24, 21, 19, and 13, and I hope that I never hear anything like that that your father had to experience. I'm not going to suggest that they don't. Wicked by Chris Isaac. It's a good tune, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, get down I'm not, not going yeah. to sit here and tell you that it's not a conversation that they will have. I just don't want to be exposed to it. Don't okay? let them start podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let them go on the Levitard show. Also, don't let them anywhere in your studio. You guys just because maybe <laughs> I'm the only one that is not a an avid consumer of reality TV shows like this. And look, we the mm-hmm. fans is a reality TV show, but it doesn't feel like everyone's playing a role. And yeah. I think when when we see Terrence and his girlfriend interact away from the other reality TV show, I see a normal couple. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I see them interact on, you Black know, it's, crew, it, yeah. yeah, in this smaller kind of sample size, it doesn't feel like this is who they really are. Right. Which is, uh, listen, Bill, no disrespect, man. Again, as the father of four daughters, mm-hmm. I can't watch The Bachelor. <laughs> and, and, it, and as an employee of the Disney company, I probably shouldn't yeah. be saying that. <laughs> but uh, for, are you kidding me? <laughs> A bunch of women sitting around together can't wait to, <laughs> to. Swap spit with one guy <laughs> and then be the next in line. To, I mean, come on, really? <laughs> well, what, what did anyone else find it uncomfortable when not that long after they showed the clip of her slapping him, mm-hmm. the the narrator, the beer vendor was like, you got to pull for these two, right? I'm like, or <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. I realize that when it's a woman hitting a man, it doesn't affect us as much, sure. but that's not okay. Yeah, I mean, even just the broader sense of there's clearly unhappiness there. They're yeah. getting right. into a fight, and like but the also, way that... even if it's kind of staged, like she, he seems like a very even keeled guy. Slap too. Like, yeah, why? Why is there so much screaming about having her boobs out for another guy? Like that seemed manufactured, and if it was, that's probably not going to help them in the long run, even if it is stirred up for the drama. Right. Like I don't think it comes out of totally nothing. It's probably turned up to fifteen in terms right. of the the amp. But yeah, it's still not good. I think Jerry Springer should have been <laughs> in the show right 
right after that. Right, happened. right. I think I that was Jerry's ideal moment. That was his moment. Do we have any bets on which random Chicago-based celebrity might make an appearance in episode five and six? Oh, man, that's a good well, question. Can we get a Mark Greco in there? <laughs> I, you know what? Jim Belushi usually finds yes, his way in stuff true. like this. Very true. It, so. is, is Lou Malnati still with us? <laughs> I don't know if he was ever yeah. a person. Is he, I mean, I'm they, sure he was, but... Uh, I, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're right. There has know. not been nearly enough references to deep dish pizza for a show about Chicago. That's I mean, that's really point. all anyone knows about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then no ketchup on hot dogs. Other than that, there's really nothing in this city to talk about. I, I'm, I'm. You know what? I also thought that that the the barber shop. Oh, that was a great scene. Was, was yes, very good agreed. as well. Yeah. Did Did you find it interesting too when they asked him if there's any other African Americans in his section? He said not really close to them. And then they were like, "Well, so you have to hang out with the people that have nothing in common with you." And he was like. Well, they're Bears fans. Like right. we're all at a football yeah, game together. Right. It seemed very like harsh. Yeah, I mean that, but that was like that was very interesting. I mean, it, it really sort of they they've hinted at talking about sort of the you know the racial divide in Chicago and the the tension in Chicago, and this was the first time it was actually really addressed on the show. So I'm hoping there's more of that where it's, it feels like it's a more a more genuine topic of conversation. I thought his answer was uh, you know a reasonable yeah. one where it was like yeah. yeah I get along with everyone there because they're all Bears fans. Like it doesn't. You know, is it more complicated than that? Maybe, but it, it did feel like it was an actual, real answer that someone would give in that situation. Yeah, and I don't feel like the relationship that we've seen develop a little bit between D and his family and Mike and his friend. I don't think it's forced at all either. It feels mm-hmm. very genuine, and it does feel like the Bears, in some way, shape, or form, are the vehicle that are bringing that is bringing people from different backgrounds into the fold where they for three four five hours on a sunday eight times a year have an opportunity to spend time together and enjoy it so would you guys say that the like what's the drama now that we have because we saw the payoff of the wedding we Mm -hmm. saw the payoff of the tease that she's on another reality show what are we what are we kind of anticipating is it going to be more about how they deal with the bears continuing to spiral into a garbage fire. I think we're going to see Terrence propose to Danielle. Right. Be my yes. Guess. There was a good hint towards that. She going to say yes or no? Pretty sure yes. Okay. Pre- assuming that the ring is oval. Yes. And pow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're going to hopefully see Mike and Mark be happy with the victory. Um, we're gonna yes, see... we're going to learn more about Mark for sure. Yeah. Because they hinted yet again at his sort of like post-military um, relationships and how they met and kind of flashback to some photos. I feel like there's more to learn about him. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Mike and Siobhan hopefully maintain their marriage through the first few months. Yes. We have to uh, see the scissor. We yeah, haven't even true. gotten to the yeah. purple drank yet. The, the victory scissor, which unfortunately yeah. there's not a lot of victories coming for them no. to, to employ. They, they, and, 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 you know, when we were at the, Tom and I were at the party uh, wrapping up uh, the first couple episodes, there was a party mm-hmm. here in Chicago for the premiere. Um, they uh, were all yelling about the first down lady. Yes. So oh, really? she must become meaningful to them, or at least funny. Well, I mean, there weren't a ton of first downs this right. year. So, so she, I mean, she, she didn't, didn't have get a big the workout job. That, that many were hoping she was she going to get. She didn't get her steps in. She did not. No. <laughs> so. uh, but I feel like she's going to be a new character that we're introduced to, because I know for whatever reason they took a liking to her, because they were yelling about her at that premiere. I would have never predicted that Dr. Drew or Jerry <laughs> Springer would have made an appearance on episodes three and four. So I really have no idea what's to come going forward. Yeah, maybe that's part of what will what the payoff will be is who the next who the next vignette will be yeah. explaining to us either how bad the bears are or the dynamics of the marriages Keep and relationships. Keep us in suspense. Exactly. 
Well, thanks for tuning in to We the Pod. We're all in suspense until the next episode. <laughs> thanks for listening.